Welcome to the Hero Nation show, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we're going to be talking about whether you should just quit your current job, sell it off, get rid of it, and move to something else. More right after this. All right, guys, welcome to the Hero Nation show, the place where business owners and entrepreneurs just like you come to get tools and tactics to live more epic lives. Today, I am with Tyler Richardson. All right, so today we're going to be talking about whether you should just quit your commission job and just go do something else. Something normal? Yeah, something yeah. normal. All right. So and the, here's the reason why we're talking about it with him. He just did that. I did. I took you the just, leap. You just, you just, you just sprung out there and did it. But I leaped backwards. Leap backwards, but you yeah. leap forward. <laughs> a lot of people leap from the corporate and go to the commission and for all the freedom and money you can make and all that kind of stuff. Okay, but how long had you been in your commission job? You were a uh, loan sure. officer, correct? Uh, yes, I was. I was so I actually was a uh, real estate agent for five years with Keller Williams uh, here in Collin County. Um, and then for the next five years, I was a recovering real estate agent, uh, disguised as a loan officer. And over that five years, I, I built up a very successful, uh, mortgage business, um, with a local lender here called first bank and, uh, was closing about a million dollars a month. Okay. So blah, 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 but mm -hmm. let's get down to, I know what everybody's thinking. Like if you were actually a successful mortgage lender, why did you stop? Sure. So, or is that just like a fancy way of saying that you failed? No, I absolutely didn't fail. Um, and, and quite frankly, um, you know, I'd hate to say it was a God thing just because that sounds cliche for somebody that doesn't believe, but it was a God thing. Um, I wasn't looking to make a change. Um, I actually had great relationships. I was making good money. Um, but there was a big part of me that wasn't balancing it correctly. Um, and the, you know, when you're a mortgage loan officer, it's a demanding job. You have to, gosh, just like real estate agents, you got to be available when your clients and when your realtors are available. Um, I've got four young kids. I got a beautiful wife, um, and I do a lot in the community. And so my time was becoming very limited, and the income was also there. It was good income. It wasn't stable income. It was up and down. Um, and so there was a lot of factors, but an opportunity just came calling out of nowhere. I said no to it first, and then the more my wife and I talked about it, um, the more opportunity that I saw, and we started to kind of do a pros and cons, and uh, then I took a leap of faith. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've been there. I've, I've changed uh, my whole life before. Mm -hmm. um, that's not easy. No. So, I mean, you, you sunk 10 years mm -hmm. into, into this path, mm -hmm. and then you changed. What was it like just, just on a... Just on an emotional level, what was yeah. that like? It was scary as hell. Um, somebody well, actually... I mean, come on, I, I bet. Like yeah. Seriously, you, it's like so much time. So here was one of the things. It, it kind of worked both ways, right? I had this great... You know, I was building this big... Uh, I don't want to say following, but... A, a business and I had, you know, past clients and real estate agents. And um, somebody actually said to me, are you sure you want to do this other thing? Because this has become your identity. When that was a compliment, there was another big part of me that was like, oh crap, this has become my identity. Right. 
So at the same time that it was a compliment, it was also like, bro, this is your identity. First thing when you wake up until you go to bed on the weekends at night on social media, like everything. Yeah. I mean, when you're a hundred percent commission, everybody you meet can be one of your it's customers. Not just your business cards. Yeah. It's not your business card. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, running your own business, being, you know, a real estate agent, being a lender, being in title, title's a little more balanced. Um, but being on that side of the world, you're on a hundred percent of the time. Um, and it, becomes who you are if you're not careful and somebody like me who has a hard time turning that off um you know it when you're presented with another opportunity to where you can turn it off i one of the hardest things not hardest one of the aha moments that i had is when i made the change um and not only did i just change industries i changed worlds right um i went from doing something that was a sexy loan officer to to selling equipment right I, I mean i sell forklifts and racking to people that are you know work at they're at work at 6 a.m and they leave at 3 30 or 4 and they hardly take a lunch it's just blue collar folks and to where i was in this really cool fancy sexy world loan, you know what i'm saying yeah. um and so there was an identity crisis there um but the first I'd say it was like the first two weekends that I made a change and I was in the living room on the floor playing with my four kids and I didn't have my cell phone or my laptop with me um, and I kept I kept catching myself like checking right because I was waiting for someone to call needing a pre-qualification letter I was waiting for one of my real estate agents to call and say hey I need this now because what I need is more important than what you're doing. Right. And that was, I also built that, right? I told them, I, I wanted them to call me because that was the income for my family. That's how we made money. That's how we lived. That's how we did special things. That's how we paid cash for Disney trips. I mean, but now I was on the floor rolling around with my kids and, and Wayne has said this a number of times, like challenge yourself, right? Challenge, challenge yourself, sit on the couch, watch your kids play and watch how many times they look up at you just wanting to know if you're watching besides this time i wasn't on my phone i wasn't on my laptop i was on the floor with them it was freedom and that's just weekends you know um so i got time back but you know hey i i also you know found something that was um a ton of opportunity um you know, a lot of the things that I learned as a loan officer and through coaching um, has absolutely catapulted me in this new role um, to where I've quickly uh, been asked to take leadership roles and teaching the new employees and the new sales guys and, you know, reshaping the culture of this company. So, and helping with that. So it continued for you? It was, who would have ever thought if I told you I'm going to go from being a loan officer to selling Caterpillar, Mitsubishi, Youngheimerick forklifts, working with warehouse products, that everything I learned as a loan officer, a real estate agent, and through coaching through the Hero Nation would make me one of the top sales guys in North Collin County and really in this region for Dar Equipment, who was formerly Holt Equipment, which is a billion dollar company, because of what I learned in the mortgage business and through coaching. See, I think I think that's really interesting because I remember when I 
um, when I jumped out of my industry, mm-hmm. right, I had a long time. Right. You know, um, about probably about 13 years invested into into what I was doing and then to basically stop it and then say that's not who I was anymore it was like it was it, was, it hurt mm-hmm. it hurt like crazy yeah so you know but what I think was really interesting was that the principles that I learned that's right basically stayed with me and it changed so before I, I started doing film and, and all this other kind of stuff I was a, I was a musician I was a trumpet player traveled um uh, played overseas, did all, all kinds mm-hmm. of uh, awesome stuff like that, and um, was really good at it. And then realized one day, like I was completely, utterly, savagely burnt out, mm. and 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 uh, didn't have things in balance in that world. And I, it's very hard to have balance in the, in the musician right. world. Um, it's, it's 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 a rarity, mm-hmm. um, and basically completely stepped back out of it. Sure. Um, it was like my face was getting ripped off. Mm-hmm. It was like my heart was getting torn out. It's scary. Yeah, it, it was is like so scary. Someone's like, you know, you're in, you're used to being introduced as John Reinhardt, the you that's know, right, the classical trumpet player, or you know, John Reinhardt, he plays with this group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not John Reinhardt. It's almost like now you're just John. Yeah, like well, who the heck is John? Right, right. Um, so, do you think? that you actually got out of your identity and, and figured it out? Or do you think that you just kind of replaced it with something else? It's a tough question. I would say so that... So were you ever just Tyler? Did you ever figure out like who just Tyler was? Or did you just become, you know, Tyler the, the Dar guy? Right. No, I, I became Tyler, right? And stuck with Tyler. And what here's what's cool is the things that I thought would be missing from changing industries right. that I would miss the most have actually become bigger in my life now. Nice. Which are the people, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, I mean, one example is Wayne, right? Uh, Wayne and I had a good relationship borderline great just depends on if I was around or not um but (laughs) but now Wayne and I we're just friends you know what I'm saying um a lot of my real estate agents I mean I I still talk to probably uh six or seven of my agents and now we just talk about life like how are you I'm good how's the new role so I didn't lose anything. I gained everything because it stopped being about money and business and transactions and started to be about like, why did we actually connect in the first place? Why did we decide to work together? It's because we actually really liked each other, right? right? Um, And now it can be about that. And I gained my family, I gained my time, um, and I gained a lot of pride. John, I can tell you this 100%. I am more proud of who I am today than who I was as a loan officer because I never felt like I got there as a loan officer. There's not a ceiling, right? 
there was a point when I started being a loan officer, when I was coming in from being a real estate agent, and I was like, man, if I can just close a million dollars a month, that's when I'll know I've arrived, like, and I'm making it. And then I got to a million dollars a month and I was paying an assistant and I was marketing and I was doing all this kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, now I've got to get to $2 million a month. And what I'm doing now, there's structured goals. <laughs> I set my schedule. I follow my schedule. I get the lead. I do, you know, and, and I took everything I learned and I can, it seems. But wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't you say that, okay, you know, I want you to go on, but I, yeah, I like. Wouldn't you say that that's that's the same stuff that you should have been doing already inside of, you know, um, you know, inside any business? Absolutely, <clears throat> right. I mean, like, regardless of whether or not it's this business or that business, I mean, that it, honestly, to me, that almost sounds like a glorification complex of, um, almost like a honeymoon period inside of a business instead mm-hmm. of like like oh yeah, I should have been doing this, 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 and this, and this. Sure. But I mean, reality was is that if you did that with inside any business, it would be successful. If you if you stuck to a schedule inside of any business, it would be that. So why is because because the, the, here's the comments that are going to come are going to be like sure sure why sure. would you move right because mm-hmm. what it sounds to me like is you're just like oh because I get to set my own schedule because I get to do all this stuff like that it sounds to me almost like you just wiped the boundaries and you're like oh yay now I have now I have boundaries and they're actually working sure. Um, why weren't you able to do that in your old job? I think that it takes, that's a great point, first of all. But I think it takes the right person to own your own business and run your own schedule. I think that it takes the right person. I, I Honestly, I don't think Tom Brady would be the best quarterback ever if he didn't have one of the best coaches ever and the best team ever, right? Um, I, I have found that I am better in a team setting with boundaries, with bumpers, with guidelines, with set goals, with accountability. Okay. And so, um, so, so, so you're still, you're still like partially commission based, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you're not getting out of that cruise, <laughs> but you come with a salary. I do. Yes. All right. I, I, it's yes, I do have. So I have a base salary. Am I allowed to say that or no? Of course. Okay. Yeah. No, I have. A, I, have a, I, I, I saw your face kind of change. I was like, I was like, oh, oh no, I no. It's, <laughs> listen, I I want a commission because then my earnings are not capped, right? It's still on my efforts and what I do is going to dictate. I'm still in sales. I'm still besides it, you know, instead of working from eight to five on making sure loans are closed and then taking phone calls on nights and weekends. I work from seven in the morning until about four and get my, you know, get that done, which I could have done in the mortgage business and a lot of people do it, right? But I think that it takes the right person. I'm gonna tell you this, people think to themselves, I can go be a real estate agent, I can go be a mortgage lender, I can go and do this. By God, you better be the right person, you better be disciplined and you better be able to follow a schedule and you better be able to manage money and you better be able to put 30% of every single commission check back for taxes and you better be able to do all these things or hire a coach and make sure you pay them every single month because if not, you'll get yourself in trouble, right? And if you don't have that self-discipline that is, you know, the same self-discipline that's going to make sure you get out of bed at five o'clock every single morning, no matter excuse, right? If you don't have that, for me, I found it to where I could be more successful, successful, hit my goals, and be more of who I wanted to be when I looked in the mirror that I never saw as a loan officer. I saw it. I saw it at times. Don't get me wrong. There was there was many times where I felt I did it right. I've I hit my goals, 
but I feel it honestly, in true honesty, I feel it daily what if what I'm doing now. And maybe that's because the job that I have is more obtainable. I don't know. But it sells. It's having how many quality conversations can you have a day? What questions are you asking? Are they the right questions? Are you getting, you know, pain sells better than pleasure? Are you getting to the pain of the customer? It's the same thing. I've got to set the appointment. I've got to ask the questions and I've got to close the deal and see it through fruition. And I can sell anything once. I've got to stick with the relationship and build the value and make sure they trust me and love me and all that kind of stuff, just like in any other business. So what did you say to the people that were telling you not to do it? Because... That I, I know there was a line. I was there. I watched the line. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I wasn't even sure. Like, how? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I have no idea. Like, this may be a good idea. This may be a really shitty idea. Yep. Um, what did you say to that? Because, I mean, I know you had the support of your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, I didn't have the support of my wife. Oh, you didn't have the support of your wife. No, I had the force of my wife. You had the force of your wife. She's like, oh, by the way, you're taking this more. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking this other job that is a little more, you know, stable okay. income and insurance. Okay, and, so, so you know. there's some pressure there. Yeah. But like, how did you deal with like your friends and all these people inside this industry? Absolutely. Which I'm, because I mean, it can get, can get a little cultish and like, oh, like, what yeah. are you doing? Like moving out of the cult? 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's like, what, like, what was the response? Uh, the hardest conversations I had were the real estate agents that counted on me. So I want to know, like, you know, you jumped out of real estate and all that kind of stuff, and and like, if we're, if you're just being honest, like real estate mortgage lending, they can be it can be a little a little cultish, a little like it's a, it's like a very tight knit group. Yeah, yeah. What was it like um, jumping out of that? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because I know like people were probably sitting there being like, like you know, what the heck are you doing? It was scary as hell. Right. Um, what was the worst part of it? So the worst part was two parts. One is telling my former boss and one of my closest friends that uh, Chuck Miller, um, who is the president of mortgage lending at First Bank, um, looking him in the eyes and having the conversation with him of, hey, bro, um, I'm leaving. And so did, did once we got past that, I wasn't going to another mortgage company. It got better. Right. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I so, felt there was a part of me that felt like I let him down. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because he believed in me. Right. He believed that I could build and be who he saw. Right. And, but I think that I know that now that wasn't the same vision that I had for myself and that God obviously had a different plan. So overcoming all that stuff, like even, so did you feel like you had let your, your customers down in me? Um, you know, not my customers, um, because I would view my customers as the actual borrowers themselves. Right. Okay. But, but like the real my estate real agents, estate all agents. these, you got all these relationships like flowing in, like right. all these people like sending you clients and all this kind of stuff. And they're, right. and you're taking care of them and all that kind right. of stuff. Like, did you feel like you let them down? Like when they, when they, like what was the, what was their reaction when, when they, was, when they, when uh, there was, what, what was their reaction when you told them like, yeah, I'm no longer going to be in this industry anymore. There was some hard conversations, um, because they trusted in me, right. Um, to, to really be their business partner. Um, I looked at it as the real estate agent and the lender relationship is like a marriage. 
um, and you got to trust each other. There's going to be good communication. Um, you know, you got to be pretty much tied at the hip in order to succeed. And so, yes, that was a hard conversation and just letting, um, my friends, you know, who are my, my real estate agents know, Hey, I'm out. Um, but the good news is, is that, you know, there was a few that were, I, I, well, all of them were disappointed that I was leaving, but they were excited because they could see my excitement about this opportunity. Right. And, you know, they all, it, it went from a business conversation in 10 seconds to how does your wife feel about it? You know, is it, it, you know, and it went right into the personal conversation. And when they knew that, you know, they knew it was a good fit and they felt confident in it, then they were excited. But yeah, I still get the comment. You know, I have, I had one just today, right? That said, I need my lender back, you know? And so I might sling some loans on the side. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, what could you have done better? Oh, gosh. I mean, I know you're just a couple months out from it, but what could you have done better from what how, you did before? How much longer do we have on this podcast? <laughs> like, <laughs> give, give, me, give, me, uh, give me two. Top two. Well, I mean, obviously time management, right? But that's such a broad subject. No, no, so, no. But I mean, like, when you, on the exit side of it. On the exit side? Yeah, what like, could what, what, could you, what could you have done better? Well, shoot, I wish I would have saved more money. No, um... Because like we, we paint this picture of like you know you're painting or you're painting this picture of like it's kind of like wonderful you know like oh yeah I, I went out and everything just turned into roses and and wonderfulness I don't I don't I don't I don't fucking buy that okay so like I I, I buy the whole idea of like yeah it got there mm-hmm. but I don't like I, I like oh you know, like, like at like, first like, yeah yeah so like I've been it. in my so I've been in my new role for nine months so you're talking about like the first few months yeah oh I'm scared to death bro. Okay, okay, let's talk about that because 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 if someone jumped out today, yeah, based on what your what your your story, and they're not like and they're not like being amazing, and like the first like three weeks they're gonna be like screw it I made a huge sure. mistake. Oh, I mean, so like I for me, like I mean, it took me, I want to say, oh gosh, it took me probably two full years right. to switch industries like two hard years and what I mean like I, I I cut off one but then figuring out what I needed to do to make the other one work was a, a good two-year process and you know and then I had to start building back up right so for me it was man I want to say that it was like a really big struggle but that it really wasn't that big of a struggle and okay. I'll, and I'll tell you why Cause I've got some really, really powerful people in my life that speak into my life and that have confirmed it in big, big ways That's by asking good, really, man. oh God, no. I mean, ask Wayne how many conversations we had about this. I mean, we had hours upon hours of conversation about it and he coached me. I mean, he asked me some really hard questions that I had to answer to whether this was the right decision to make a move. Um, and to get out of a lifestyle and to go into this. And I mean, there was a lot, there was, there was a lot of soul searching. There was a lot of really tough questions, obviously some long conversations with my wife. My wife was ready for me to jump out just simply because I think that's not think I know for a fact she likes more stability and she wants to be able to plan six months ahead of time. Right. It's not as easy to do when you're hundred percent commission for 10 years as well as I failed miserably 
a number of times, right? When I got into real estate, my first year, I think I made like 20 grand. Yeah. Now, I can tell you all the things I did to earn that 20 grand and all the things I didn't do to earn that 120 grand that I could have made, right? So I evolved from a from somebody who grew up being told if I got a D on my homework, great job, honey. Right? And you'll do better next time, you know, and all this kind of stuff from my loving mom to where literally I never failed in her eyes, right? And to where that bled over into a self-managing real estate career. So I had to learn over 10 years how to manage myself, how to manage my time. And, and I swear to you, on, I'm not putting on any of my kids or anything like that, but I'm telling the honest to God truth. It all changed for me in business. It changed for me when I hired a coach. I, and I hate to say that on a podcast where it's a coaching program, right. but I'm telling you, hiring a coach and being around like-minded individuals in Hero Nation is the first time that I actually looked around and went, holy crap, I belong here. Nice. Right? Like, and I started to see that person in the mirror that I always wanted to see that I couldn't otherwise. So, um, and I started hitting goals. I mean, no, I'm not kidding you. And Chuck Miller will tell you this. He came to me, and this is in my, gosh, I don't know, third year. Actually, it was my first full year. I'd have to give you my whole line of being a lender. Like I started out as a business development manager. Um, and then after a couple of years of being a business development manager, going out and developing relationships, handing it off to loan officers, I then decided, hey, I'm going to be my, I'm going to be an actual loan officer. I'm going to close the loans. I'm going to get the customers, all that kind of stuff. And right away, I hired an assistant. And um, in the first quarter of that year that I took the leap, I made the same amount of income that I made the entire last year. Wow. Right? It just so happened. So a quarter is what, 90 days? That's another thing about not being a mortgage lender. I can't do math. Um, but about 180 days to six months before that, I hired a coach. That's when I got involved in Hero Nation. And things just started to click. And, and I think that that also speaks to why I'm succeeding so well in this new role is because I've got two bosses that are like coaches, right? And so I operate better in a team setting, not being told what to do, but giving, hey, T. Rich, Here's your goals. Here's your customers. Now go get them. I get to create what my day looks like. And I will be 100% honest. A perfect mortgage day would look like my day now. I'm not in the office. <laughs> I'm not shipping equipment and doing quotes. I have a sales coordinator that does quotes. I have a shipping coordinator that does shipping. I am out talking to customers first thing in the morning until the end of the day. And it's belly to belly. That's what a perfect mortgage career would look like. Not sitting there working on the loan. You've got people in your office that will close those loans. But mortgage loan officers get really, really comfortable sitting at the desk, closing the loan because what am I? A loan officer. No, you're a lead generator. Right. So, nice. So I think that I think for anybody who's like, who's sitting there and they're wondering like, you know, whether or not they can, you know, they're in the real estate, they're in sales, maybe they're 
they're in anything. I think I think a lot of people will be really surprised at how fast, even whether whether you wanted to go from being an individual business owner to uh, to working on a, on, a, on a different team, or if it was um, basically transplanting your business and being like, all right, cool, we're not going to do this part of real estate anymore. Instead, we're going to go do this. Whether you're a mortgage lender, insurance, um, real estate, doesn't matter. Those skills are crazy, and they transfer, and there are a lot of businesses that need the hustle mm-hmm. that are, in the, the, I'm serious, that people, people don't, People don't get it. They like people don't understand the amount of hustle that goes into, you know, selling and buying and, and, and houses and all this kind of stuff. If you can take those skills, you can move into all kinds of businesses all around the United States, um, no problem, no issues. Because like you you were saying, uh, you know, earlier off the podcast, like there's like the, there's the relationship skills and the sales skills and. Like how many like how many of those skills like just direct transfer? I mean, first and foremost is I mean, you say sales, right? Uh, I mean, for me, I'm a relational person, right? And I've learned how to be relational in a non-intimate level, but yet care that much, right? Does that make any kind of sense? Okay, okay, just making sure. Um, and so my customers now know how much I care. But I learned how to show that in a professional setting through working through being a realtor and a mortgage lender, as well as, you know, negotiating, being able to say no, being able to tell somebody, hey, I know that you could have had a 3.25% interest rate, but today it's 5.25, right? And working through, here's another big thing, how to have fierce conversations and not avoid controversy. Right. And brother let me tell you something that was this is one of the biggest things that oh bubba that's this is one of the biggest things that wayne actually really helped me work walk through i would avoid confrontation at all costs oh yeah and the whole thing the whole deal about you know in your mind you build it up people avoid suffering to avoid Uh suffering and all that um i learned through being forced to read the book but also having the conversations with wayne and people you know how to have a conversation that I thought would be confrontational and how to tell somebody now, Hey, I know that I was supposed to deliver your forklift two weeks ago. It's now ready, you know, and, and getting in front of that conversation. I learned that by not sticking my head in the sand. If we weren't closing on time. Right. Just, you, just tackle it head on, get through with it. And actually, you actually have a happy customer. In the absolutely. End. Because then you get to see, set their expectations and you yeah. say, Hey, here's the problem, but here's the solution. And you get it on the front instead of letting it you know stew in itself and then you're really in trouble so i will honestly say um listen we're not talking anybody out of being a real estate agent or a mortgage lender in the event of be confident that the skills that you've learned in this industry will absolutely translate into anything else you want to do i'm not i'm not trying to i want to yeah i like that you brought that up because i want to be clear i'm not trying to tell you don't go be a real estate agent or or you know mortgage lender it's just what you're learning and doing is legit if you're feeling trapped yeah there there are there is space for you there's Mm -hmm. ways that you can get out there and 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 do stuff don't live your life feeling trapped or feeling like you can't make it out um there's a world out there. There's a place for you, and the skills that you learn transfer. Something that I learned a long time ago, you know, when I was looking at some of my businesses and whether they would fail or not, 
it really didn't matter because if they failed, I could literally pick up right where I left off. The knowledge was here. Mm -hmm. The skills were here. Everything that I learned was here. And I could literally um, jump a business that I started like, you know, from like ground level, I could uh, jump it five years ahead of time because of what I knew yep. versus when I first started a business and, and, and feel like super bad about like, you know, oh God, I started a business and then it failed or, or I started a business and I, and I didn't, you know, like it. No, no, those, those so skills let me transfer. ask you this because I, I know the answer for me, right? Have you ever made a big change like that off of emotion and then made the same type of decision off of facts and you know real circumstances and evaluated it right so for me i did not make the decision to get out of the real estate industry out of emotion i did it off of a factual based long conversation with multiple people right the emotional side of it was what felt like leaving some of my friends right the people i worked with my real estate agents which what i found is the people that were my friends are still my friends. You know what I mean? Right. And and like and now I definitely can't not close their loan on time because I'm not doing it. So like we have even better relationship. Um, but it wasn't an emotional decision, right? Right. It was it was emotional, but it was not made out of emotion. Got it. So I I have yeah. Like a bad breakup. Right? Yeah. You know, like, you, you know I I think I think there have been. I think there have been, I've, I've had times where I've jumped out mm -hmm. of a specific, um, like, okay, so when I, when I, when I jumped out of, um, music, I think it was more on an emotional sure. decision sure. than it was because I was burnt out. Do you regret that ever? You know, there are, there are moments where I regret it and you know, where you, where let's say I'm, you know, I'm listening to a really great symphony and I'm like, Oh God, like I could totally be there doing that. Um, then there are moments and you know, and then I have like this self-realization that, um, that wasn't, it was the right move. Right. It was the total right move for me. Um, I wasn't on the right track musically, right? right? I was into being a musician. Um, that was what I, um, how I'd been taught, mm -hmm. right? Now I, now looking back and, and going like why I didn't feel fulfilled, um, part of that was because I wouldn't be a musician anymore. Sure. I would literally go be a composer, right? I, that's what I would do because in my mind, I was always creating music mm. and, it, and it just drove me insane that, uh, that I always had to follow like pinpricks by, that were some sure. done by somebody else. And if you're half a, half a beat or a quarter beat or an eighth of a beat off, like the next thing you know, like some person is like yelling in your face because you uh, apparently destroyed someone else's music. They would yell in your face. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The <laughs> music industry is brutal. There's some crazy people out there. Cause you a big dude. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and, you know something you, else that we've talked so, about though yeah. is how I found my identity in that, mm. and I wonder if there's anybody listening right now that they're so wrapped up in their identity, but yet they know it's not where they're supposed to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a real estate agent and I help people buy and sell home and I love my clients and I have literally gone into bankruptcy and I'm in my head over debt. You know what I'm saying? Because you love the way that sounds or, you know. Well, I, and I think that's a process all the way through. Sure. I think that's, I think that's one of the many steps that is required for you transparent Supporting yourself from one industry to another. Right. Um, How do you get past that identity crisis, though? 
I know what my answer was. So my answer for that was actually taking enough time to figure out who I was as an individual versus who I was as a musician. Do you think that people can do that on their own? Obviously, you're a unique individual. You have the ability to look into people's souls. Like, and I'm being serious here. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a metaphor, but sure. Yeah, right. Um, but do you think that the majority of people, like for me, I needed help going down that path and opening those doors to realize some of those things and like who I really was and who my true identity, you know what I'm saying? Like I, think, I would I tell you first, my there. true identity is finding Christ, I, right? I, I, I think, I think that's also a blanket statement. Well, who are you really? Yeah. I, I think that you will get there eventually. Mm-hmm. I think how fast you'll get there is determined by there you go. how you either have help around you. Right. So like I felt my way through the dark. Right. Right. So I didn't have, I mean, my, when, when, when my identity got hit, all my friends left, mm. all, everything left. Like mm. I had, I went back down to having my family, my, my fame, everything else went goodbye. Wow. So immediately, for, immediately. It's like an NFL player retiring. Oh, it was it like was, the next day they wake up and they're no longer you're, a football you're, player. You're, you're zero. And you've been that for 23 yeah. and years. And so for yeah. me, like that was just like a, a, like a percussion cap in my ears. Bro. Um, not only that, like I'd I gone, I'd gone through, is, I'd gone but... through like a huge accident um, I had I went from being like this six foot seven guy who was like two hundred and eighty something pounds mm-hmm. like and you know like ten percent body fat the man you know I was like I was super fast but I was you know I, I, but I everything that I had done up to that point uh, this was this was my transformation everything that I had done up to that point was my success was only based on talent not character. Okay. Well, I there. rode Good I Lord. rode my talent as far as you could. As far as I could. Boy, how many of us have done and, that? And and then it, and then at this point where my talents, one by choice, one was taken. Okay? Taken by my actions, but still sure. taken away from me. Right. Um so, you know, all of a sudden like I can't run anymore, I can't hardly walk anymore, I'm in a wheelchair. Um at that point where my identity was taken away, um I had to go I'm not big, fast, and strong anymore. Mm. My nickname was Big John. I wasn't Big John. I wasn't the dude that could, like, you know, bench, you know, all this weight. That that whole identity was, was gone. gone. My music identity was gone. gone. So all of a sudden, I was left with, I have literally nothing. Mm. So who am I? And if my talent is gone... Right, because I, I remember I actually tried to go back to music at one point, right, and I and I was still bust or burn out. My heart mm-hmm. was just tore to pieces. Um, it it took it took it took time. Sure it did. Um, and I took that time. Yeah. I went and worked for a corporation for a while um, in a completely unrelated field mm-hmm. um, that had absolutely nothing to do with anything music related. Um, I went to go find out if I was actually smart enough to make a living with my brain versus um, making a living just off my talent. Mm. Uh, could I actually develop the character that it took to actually make something? Right. And then got myself in, in a trouble morally and and uh, where my values I was I was I was I was I was I was really just fucking with my values. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was, I was double taking my values, right? Because you start, yeah, I mean, you, everything starts shaking. You, you start re, messing with your identity, reshaping and building everything, right? So, and then I, it t- I took another year to reshape my my value systems and my morals. Mm. Um, 
Um, and when I reshaped my, my value system, um, it allowed me to then actually dream again. And when I could dream again based off of the knowledge that, um, first of all, that I loved myself regardless of who I changed to be, mm-hmm. um, that I knew the people that actually loved me and knew enough to actually accept that love, mm-hmm. then I could actually make a move into a different industry um, where I actually saw a need and I could actually fill that need. That's right. So the, I think the great thing about what you did is that you already had that that experience, like you had the people around you that loved you. Mm-hmm. You made that decision not out of, like even, even if it was like an identity crisis moment, like that whole thing came about to, you had that support behind you. And if you don't have that support behind you, I'm not saying that you shouldn't jump out of whatever industry that you're in, but I'm going to tell you that you need to find the support. That's right. Like, and no matter what you're doing. Like, I don't care whether it's from church or mm-hmm. from a group of friends. And you might have to um, fire some of the people that you think are your support. Or, yeah, get rid of, get rid of some of the friends that are holding you back. Right. Um, and, um, you know, my, my favorite statement through, through my toughest time was that um, my real friends walked in when the, my rest of the, my friends walked, walked out. out. Yep. And I was always like, I will be that. I, from from then on, I changed the way that I was going to mm-hmm. be friends because I was like, I will walk in. I'll walk in through the fire when everybody else is running out of the building. As you were saying, to, as you were sharing your story, two things jumped out at me. One is you asked me what could I have done differently, and something you said is that your talents only got you so far, right? Yes. And you leaned on it. So um, that was something that I could have done differently. I relied on my talents of being this outgoing, fun, you know, energy relationship guy. And that only got me so far. I wish I would have implemented systems and processes strategies, yeah. and strategies sooner in my business and ran it like a real business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, sometimes that takes time. Sure it does. Like, right? If and I would have done like, it sooner, Sometimes though, like the I connection think, point from like absolutely. what this business was to, oh, well, I can relate this to over here, sometimes takes an outside perspective. But those, you know, taking the calls on the weekends and nights, you know, the negative parts that stand out, those could have been alleviate, alleviated. Thank you, sir. Um, with processes and systems earlier. Um, the other part um, that stood out to me was, you know, as the people walked out, you know, my sphere that, you know, the conversation of what was hard about the trans, the, the, the making the change, um, my sphere has shrunk, but the quality has grown, wow. That's great. you know, because I had to be a loan officer all the time for everybody. And now, you know, I get to be Tyler. So being a real estate agent or a loan officer, what I would tell you is to balance who you are, you know, um, and, and, and make sure that when you're with your kids, you're a father or a mother. And that when you're with your friends, you're a friend. When you're with your wife, be her freaking husband. You know what I'm saying? Don't be, I mean, I, I can promise you that there was times my wife was like, don't try to create a relationship with the waiter right now, like, and see if they needed to buy a house at some point, like, just be here with me. But I was scared to turn it off because the next person could be a pretty good chunk of change. Right. So those are just two things that jumped out at me while you were telling your story. Those are, yeah, those so, are fantastic. 
dude, thank you so much for coming on thank here today. You, brother. I think this has been really fun. I love I'm being a- at the Hero Nation <laughs> headquarters, man. It gets me fired up. That's, hey, that's another thing is once you're in the Hero Nation, you can always come home. Which leads me into this. Guys, today has been brought to you by, as always, Hero Nation Fuel. Guys, if you are not in Hero Nation Fuel, you need to join the community. Get into the place. Go to theheronation.com. Go have conversations with a whole group of people that are just like us that can help you move, whether you're moving into like an industry or whether you want to just want to be leapfrogged ahead and you want to actually be able to have fantastic conversations, be in a pod. Yep. You have a small group of people that are, are really there to help develop you into the leader and the business owner that you are meant to be. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Remember to go to theheronation.com, sign up for fuel. Guys, we will see you again next time. Until then, be be your your own own hero. hero.